letting kind of like my psychedelic breeze that aha moment like you can still hold that maybe it's gotten small letting kind of maybe you've tucked it away try and describe the abstract feeling of being Ooh, man you need to give yourself some wiggle room and i'm here i hope you're all doing swell today's part two of substances part two of a two-part series i did the first part maybe two days ago so i covered weed alcohol and mdma now i'm gonna cover probably nitrous oxide and the psychedelics because that's all i've really tried enough of to analyze it and take it apart for what it is you know what i'm saying um now i just want to say like the weed and the alcohol you know people know what's up um as for the mdma and the other stuff that i'm going to talk about today i do not condone the use of these substances at all whatsoever it can actually be very detrimental for your health especially the nitrous oxide nitrous oxide aka nangs aka bad stuff for the brain plugs holes in your system here we go if you haven't seen one before that's what it is bro you pop a hole in that you pop it into a balloon and the balloon blows up and you inhale into the balloon until you can't anymore well, that's what you do if you're really, really bad, if you really want to get deep into it. But usually you can just fill it up in the balloon and go full breath and just hold it. Just name the fuck out for a bit. But what it does basically is it... I, I think what it does is your it confuses your lungs into thinking that the nitrous oxide is actually oxygen. So it attaches itself to those chemicals and actually sends that chemical to your brain, even though it's a numbing chemical and it's not actually oxygen. So it kind of tricks your brain into thinking it's breathing when it's not breathing. So what it does is just cuts the circulation of oxygen to your brain and lets your brain kind of just spaz out for a bit before you take it away and take your breath back. And then it's sort of like passing out or blacking out intentionally, right? Really, really bad for you. <laughs> Plugs holes into your brain, it, it, especially for young people, dude. Like there have been nights where, and I regret this horribly, because I think how much of a detrimental effect has it had on me in the future. Where I think, I feel like there are a couple of nights I've been out there on, on the town doing stuff where I've dropped an IQ point in a night. Like doing 30 of those things, doing the MDMA I fucking can, doing drinking a lot. I'm just cooking myself out completely, dude. And, um, you know, you think, you know, before you guys indulge in any of these substances, especially in high, high doses, just think, is the after effects of what this is going to do to me worth it for the temporary night of fun that I'm about to have on it? And sometimes the answer is yes, you know. If you want to do a cap of MDMA, then do it, you know. But don't don't go overboard. You don't need two or three. You don't need ten. I know people that go through ten pills in a night. Ten pills. It's not worth it. Or drop ten strips of acid. Not worth it. You know, do 30 of these fucking things in a night. Buy a whole pack between two, three people. They'll get a hundred of them. It's fucked up. People go ham. 10 grams of mushrooms. People just... I don't think it's worth it like that. It's not worth indulging in these substances like that. And when I have done, on rare, rare occasions, there are probably three or four nights where I've really overindulged. And this has been during the age of 17 and 18. During 19, I kind of calmed down, you know. But I've only been 19 for like three months, so. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a little PSA. 
little warning. Now let's get into the deep shit, okay? This stuff. This fucking stuff. <laughs> so what you do when you inhale it, you kind of just... You low-key die. Like, low-key. You feel numbed out. You feel warm, like warm flushes over you. You feel disconnected from reality. Right? But... As some of you might know who have done this before, usually all people do is do it until they rock, their eyes roll, their lips go purple, and then they fade out for a bit, and then they come back. It's a 30-second thing. It's a 30-second thing, and it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. But people think it's a numbing thing. It's a fun thing. Like, I was asking a, a, a friend the other day. I was like, so what do you what do you think of them? Because I'm all deep about it and I try and understand and try and take things apart. And she's like, yeah, they're good. I'm like, what do you mean they're good? She's like, they're nice. Okay. Oh, fuck. I think of it like, there's actually a quote um, some guy threw about. Um, it was It's actually in How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, the psychedelic one. Um, said at the start, Something about there being altered states of consciousness that we can't access normally, and that there are many of them. Right, and this was off of nitrous oxide. He was on. It's fucking crazy shit. I remember doing it with friends, girlfriends, a lot of different people, and they'll have it, and then they'll kind of take it away and just run away and go fucking talk to a wall for a bit, and then come back. Some people do really weird shit on it. I've had one where... I'll talk about my experiences now. I've had one where... I've sort of sucked it down, and this was in a this was in a bathroom somewhere. It was fucked up, and I imagined in my head the people I dislike in my life. I imagined it was a very, it can be very anxiety-inducing. You can have hallucinations where you're somewhere where you're not. My friends have had somewhere. Sorry, I'm bouncing around here a bit. I start off with my friend. He's had somewhere. He's had some here at my house alone while I was away, and he had two. He had a double name, and um. He said he was sucking them down and all of a sudden he thought it was nighttime and he thought there was a party going on. Like, I was there, my friends were there. He's like, oh, everyone's here. And he woke up and it was actually the next day after a party and he was here alone. And you just trip out, think you're somewhere else. You think you're at, like, parties and stuff. You think you're doing all this different shit. I had, a, I had one where I thought I was with my cousin in South America and there were people around us talking to us. I was like, what the fuck? And I came back out. And I was just, just in a park, just relaxing in a park, man, just having, just sucking this shit down. I've had parts where I've, I imagine people telling me to keep going and it's really bad to keep going after you know you've finished with it. It's really bad for you. But I imagine people saying like, nah, keep going, bro, keep going. So you're like dead, but you try so hard to blow the balloon back up because you feel that that like that peer pressure around you the non-existent peer pressure it's like you projecting your anxieties out into the world and then they come back to you in the trip dude because it is sort of like short trips short visions and hallucinations and stuff and once you can get past the barrier of of your own mind and you know your mind being used against you it's sort of like the same with the dmt and psychedelic entities toying with you it's sort of really just a... They're all, they all exist within here, within your own reality. It's sort of the same with nitrous oxide. Like, it can really fuck with you. Or can, it can actually really enlighten you. In a way... Oh, God, I hate to say that because they're really, really bad. But it's like anything. If you know how to use it, things can be used to your benefit in a way. Or in a way that's... Um, 
less detrimental and more more so I don't want to say helpful worthy more worthwhile you know what I'm saying it's like everything you all the substances you do are going to be bad for you in a way but you can make it so it might weigh each other out it might be worthwhile I don't know bro I don't know bro but <laughs> I've had some in in places where I imagined I imagined this was a really weird trip I imagined self-criticism during one of the things I imagined self-criticism and how all it is was in my vision all it was was my soul was sort of like this light bluish color and I imagined all of these words that we use to describe ourselves all these bad words used to describe ourselves and all they were were like arrows jabbing into my soul changing the color of my soul from a blue to a red just changing the color and purely it was just from the words I was using to describe myself right and it's sort of like when language encapsulates encapsulates everything we know about this earth right everything we know about the universe and whatnot and we use that to describe our experiences here but you can use them against you against your own soul against your own person and they're all they all stem from emotions we have as animalistic creatures right so all of these words are just like um packaged emotions and when you use them against you you're just throwing these packaged emotions at yourself and then so it goes from emotions to words and then the words sort of hammering myself changing it to red changing it back to emotion just showing the the connections i guess between us as humans our language and our emotions that it all boils down to and all it did was change the color of my soul then i came back out of it a sadder person than i went into it it was a really fucking weird trip but you can hang out like that you can like it's real fucking weird bro and then one of my friends came up with a theory actually that on these things if your brain gets cut off oxygen does that mean there's a tiny little bit of dmt that gets released in your brain like as you as you kind of die or something i don't know bro do you like low-key die a little bit a little bit of dmt gets released and you go into like a little fucking trip really weird really weird shit but don't indulge they're not they're not fun sometimes they're disgusting like I'll, I'll buy a few of them sometimes like i haven't done any in months but i'll I, and i probably i won't be doing any more for if not for a long long time forever i probably won't be touching anymore i understand the whole attraction to these substances now i understand the the <laughs> the hypnotism of it how it's like it, it doesn't discriminate whether you're stupid whether you're smart whether you're analytical it doesn't care it doesn't care and it's like it, it goes to show that these substances can grab anyone they can grab anyone and um it doesn't matter who you are if you're prone to addiction and if you like the substances a little bit too much it'll take you it'll take you it'll take your life it'll take your brain power it'll take your willpower It'll take everything from you sometimes. Control. It's all about control. But, um... 
yeah, anyways, that was nitrous oxide. Hope you guys like that. <laughs> anyways, next up, I'm probably going to be talking about the psychedelics. I reckon that's all. I reckon that's all. So, this all kind of led up to the psychedelics. I talked about a bit of weed, a bit of MDMA, alcohol, the classic alcohol. I talked a little bit about nitrous oxide. I think cigarettes are kind of self-explanatory. Um, anything I've missed here that I remember, if I think there's enough substances to talk about for another episode, for part three, I will. But so far, I'm just going to finish it off with the psychedelics. So, DMT, mushrooms, acid. The OGs, bro. The OGs. There's also mescaline is another one. And then there's a bunch of chemicals, a bunch of scientists has, have whipped up over the past decade that are very, very, very similar, all working on the dopamine receptors and, sorry, serotonin receptors within the brain. And um, they all act very similar and take a very similar effect to you. But as for the psychedelics, I've, I've mentioned this before, psychedelics are the ultimate gateway into altered states of consciousness. It is the, the biggest player in the game and it is the most influential and the most life-changing if you know how to use it right. Otherwise, it's just another drug to get you high. Just, uh, let's see the world move. Fuck yeah, bro, oh my god. I'm tripping out so hard right now. That's not fun. Well, I mean, you know, people can do it, but <laughs> I don't find it fun. Yeah, that's better to say. I don't find that fun. But, um... Psychedelics hit different than anything else. Anything else, especially on high doses, especially relaxed, in a good mindset, having focused on your set and setting and having set your intention and doing everything perfectly, you get to that place where the universe collides and everything falls in on itself and then you are the singularity at the center of the universe. Beautiful fucking experience. But, you know, even in... Um, like movies and cartoons and TV, everywhere there's always the... Even in kids' cartoons, dude, there's always the drink you drink, then the pupils dilate, and then you're somewhere else. You're in the astral plane, meeting entities and shit. Like, even in kids' cartoons, if you can't, guys can remember scenes like that, that's what it was, bro. It's like it's it's subconsciously integrated even into pop culture, even into westernized pop culture. It's there, and it's popping, dude. And it's like, um, that's that's a tribute to ayahuasca, which the component in ayahuasca that gets you fucked up is actually dimethyltryptamine, it's DMT. Um, I think what we did with that was, to have the DM DMT that we've got now, was have a look at the ayahuasca plant, find out everything that's in it, extract what you can, and try and mimic the exact um, molecule that gets you fucked up, and then we create crystallized DMT that you smoke and just boom, and you just fucking go on, bro. So ayahuasca and DMT work very similar in that sense, except I hear that ayahuasca is more like you're lifted into the skies by a flying feather, and then you come back down on the same feather. But I heard DMT is like getting strapped into a fucking roller coaster, and some cunt just pushing a button, and you just and you just fly the fuck out. But it's both working on the serotonin receptor. It's what we can do with science now. It's crazy. It's crazy shit what we can do now. Um, as for the mushrooms and the LSD, they're the more common psychedelic substances and, you know, big movers, big players in the 1970s when we were hammering the fuck out of that stuff. Peace, love, tranquility. It's, um... It makes sense makes perfect sense. LSD was my, as you, some of you probably know, is my go-to camp, bro. 
fucking love that stuff, dude. That that was the first that originally transcended me into altered states of consciousness fully. Fully, bro. That really did me good. Did me some good stuff. Made me a lot more creative. Made me a lot more understanding about the universe. Made me a lot more loving. All that. But what I'm here to really say is... Know your limits. You know? Like, if you... First time, I would say take half a tab to a tab. Second time, probably do the same. And all of this do with people. And then when you feel comfortable enough to do it by yourself, then just do it by yourself and don't overthink it. And always you have to be with the psychedelics. I think with any substance too, you have to be 100% in on doing it and indulging in it. Because if you're in a bad mindset, dude, like the MDMA and the, the psychedelic, especially if you're doing MDMA in public and you're not sure about it, and you're out there with friends hustling about, doing your thing, can really fuck you up if you're not in a good mindset for it but I'm always in a good mindset for it I, I twist my reality into attaching to the mindset necessary at that time to indulge in the substances but um, <clears throat> I'll quickly cover both experiences LSD is more like a mechanically induced high that sends you straight into the cosmos helps you see things visually these mechanically moving bits of, of society and everything as a whole and the universe as a whole um, it helped me understand my worth as an individual and helped me see that I'm a droplet in the ocean of human consciousness. But um, that means nothing compared to what you can do in this reality. You can do a lot. You can do a lot. A lot, bro. You can do a lot. Um, it helped me see that and it helped me understand infinity better because I had inf infinity as a dancing partner. Infinity was my dancing partner. I think it was a she. I think it was a she. It was like dancing with an orb of light I was dancing with. I was spinning it around me and it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful dance. Um, it just made everything... It helped everything make sense. It helped everything make perfect sense for me. I think that's the that was the beauty of that trip, that first transcendent trip I had. It, it You guys know that. Where the universe collides and everything makes perfect sense for a few moments. Just for a few moments. It's called a breakthrough. It's called a breakthrough amazing shit um that was my lsd magic mushrooms is more of a calm natural beautiful orange kind of high i feel like mushrooms released the talkative valve for me i was just speaking to my friends just talking 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 and i wouldn't stop bro because once i start it's like a tap dude you get to that point in the tap where it just goes just starts gushing out that was me with talking on mushrooms bro it was the craziest fucking thing bro um but you know the most i've ever had lsd is 250 ug the most i've had in mushrooms is two and a half grams two and a half to three grams i don't overindulge and i analyze the hell out of these trips i'm analyzing the same tightly packed trips that's all i'm doing bro I don't need to do much more than that. I don't need to break down everything and fall into a hole to get this experience. No, you don't. You can take smaller doses. See that the hole is there and willingly jump into it. I know I know. Terence McKenna says if you want an inevitably transcendent trip, you need five grams of magic mushrooms in complete darkness. Which makes sense. It makes sense. But I think if you're in control, you understand yourself, I think you can do it with less. I don't know, but each to their own, you know what I'm saying? That's just me. That's just me. That's just me being me. But, um, 
yeah, I would say if you guys want to try psychedelics, go with either mushrooms or LSD first. And then the other stuff, like, either way, I don't think it really matters whether what you're doing, the LSD or shrooms, it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, they're good and don't take too much. You know, a gram to a gram and a half, maybe, mushrooms, first time. And then acid, maybe 50 to 150 UG, probably just a tab or so, half a tab, depending how you feel. But remember to be in, 100% in and ready to go. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that second part of this series. Um... Yeah, let me know what you think. Peace out, guys. I love you all.